ride with me in my foul life. It's the Foul Life Podcast, mofos. What you think about that? Think about that. Have you been listening to all of them by the signs of the numbers and the downloads and the subscriptions? It's doing very well. Over 200,000 listens and downloads just in the month of October 2000. 21. Thank you all so much. Those numbers just came in over 200,000 downloads in just the month of October for the Foul Life podcast. Freaking awesome. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sour. This is the peace of mind podcast. Peace of mind. Your handgun is considered a peace. And it also gives you peace of mind knowing that you're qualified, responsible, safe, Able to defend your home, your family, your friends, defend yourself if something arises in public. Do you have your CCW? Do you believe in open carry? Lots of questions. Depends on where you live. What do you think of handguns and always having one readily available in case something does go down? Because in our world, it has. There's been lots of incidences most people that have their CCW, I would guess, never have to really use it, never have to take it out. But it's that one case that might happen once in a blue moon. What do you think about that? Alex Crosby's on the podcast today on the Sig Sour Peace of Mind series brought to you by The Foul Life. And uh, he's got his CCW. He's a very qualified rifle shooter. I assume he can shoot a handgun pretty good. But what do you think about the overall, just the overall ideology if somebody comes up to you and says, why do you carry a gun? Before we get into that, I just, I just can't, I can't let this pass. Why? How good would, my jingle was at the beginning? Would it be copyright infringement if it was... It's the Foul Life Podcast. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yes, of it course was, it would be. I thought that's where you were going with that, and then no. you just spun it right out of control. I was like, geez, right on with the final countdown. I was just doing countdown. like a Charlie Sheen jingle when he was the piano <laughs> jingle guy on Two and a Half Men. How legit would it be if you could get that final <laughs> I don't know. countdown? Work on riff. that with your agent. I don't have an agent. <laughs> I thought you, you were my agent. <laughs> what? I was? Everybody's been saying that lately. <laughs> What do you think about a music business managing like, artists? Like, yeah. Nobody, I, I, I didn't know we were going to go here, but nobody hustles harder than you, bud. I know I'm exhausted right I now. Know, but but I'm, I'm exhausted in a way of where like. You're happily exhausted. Happily I exhausted, think. but I kind of want to sit down and watch Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> I've been threatening to. Uh I tried to watch Christmas Vacation last night, but it's not on the streaming services. I have to get the DVD out. What? It's on... Well, it's on Amazon Prime, but I'm too cheap to rent a $4 movie on that. You've got to be kidding well, me. Well, I mean... You don't have Apple TV? I was going to watch it like while I was just sitting there eating dinner. I wasn't going to like fully engage in Yeah, but once you it. rent it, or buy, you could buy it for $9.99 on Apple TV. But I own it on DVD. Yeah, but nobody puts DVDs in a DVD player anymore, do they? I don't even own a DVD player. Well, then care. how are you going to get the DVD out I don't know. You gonna play it on I your laptop? Are you, are you gonna play it on your laptop? Yeah, I guess I could put it. In my okay, laptop. concealed weapon carry. Like, why do you carry a gun? That's a big uh, well, deal. That's a big okay. responsibility. I mean, just like the title of this is is really peace of mind. And I mean, you see, I, I saw a statistic 
not for our state, but uh, Minnesota, their crime rate is up like 57%. You're, you're, you have a one in 18 uh, chance of being a victim of a crime in Minnesota right now. Minnesota it, or Michigan? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, because uh, of all the stuff going defund on. Defund the police and all that stuff. I hear that in Chicago, too, in Illinois. Chicago's like a war zone. Yeah. You know, People are setting up don't their even, own don't attacks. Even, you don't even go there. I know. And if it's not enough, they're setting up their own attacks. I know. <laughs> juicy. <laughs> juicy. I didn't get that at first. The Subway sandwich gave him away. Do you, have you read any of that stuff? Uh-uh. That's like the chief of police was like, the Subway sandwich at two in the morning is what made me know that this wasn't real. You know what I mean? Like he said that, I guess, in court. He did. What yeah. was his point behind it? Because he, what, what no... famous actor would be out at two in the morning to go get of all things, a subway sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, I guess he just kind of, that didn't jive with him. Which Adam Sandler and happy Gilmore believed in the foot long, oh, yeah. this big juicy foot long. <laughs> subway. But that was before they got found out. They were only like 10 inches. What? Don't you remember the subway scandal? They were calling them footlongs, but they were only like 10 inches long. Haven't we been doing that for years? We've been doing it our whole <laughs> lives. Uh, but subway was not supposed to be charging for that loss of two inches. It wasn't? I don't think so. There's a lot that can be said about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, peace of mind. I mean, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a victim. I don't want any my friends or family to be victims. I mean... There's a lot to it, though. It, you know, you, you can't just, you know, you can't pull your gun out if, you know, somebody's spray painting a target or something like that. You know, you can't have that vigilante mentality because you carry a firearm. But, you know, if you need to, heaven forbid, protect yourself or your loved ones, you got to have one. I mean, so gotta, gotta the point is, is that the point in what you just said is. Just because you're an MMA fighter and you're a badass, you don't walk into a bar and just show everybody how you can choke them out. Nope. You don't go in there and lay them out with the H. Hendo doesn't just go into a bar and or a restaurant and just start dropping the H-bomb on people just because he's can. No. Yeah. Right? You you have this weapon. Like, a lot of those fighters, their hands are deadly weapons, right? Oh, yeah. I think some of them even had to register them at one time, I heard. But, like, Mike Tyson, like, is as is, is legendary as he is, I saw an interview with him the other day on the fight cast about how he's just, he's sad that he doesn't have that guy in him anymore that wants to destroy people that he almost thinks he's a B I T like the word, you know? And he says, you don't want him to come out because hell's coming with him. That's what he said on the podcast. So those fighters have that mentality. Like they got to like control that urge. Right. So like when you have a gun and you have that urge, like you said, graffiti, I hate, I can't stand the fact that somebody would literally want to dismantle somebody's property like that. And engage in something that is taking away from the cleanliness and the 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 investment that went into it. I've seen fences like around neighborhoods where they just get totally painted on. Like it's that's not right. But that's because there's no accountability and responsibility for that crime. You just get a slap on the wrist. Right. And then the next thing is, well, um, I'm going to steal a car. Well, slap on the wrist. Yep. Now it's I'm going to steal a car with a gun and armed robbery. And it's, it's just like a, a broken circle. Like, come on. If they, if they spray paint something, break their finger or something, maybe. Maybe show somebody that you cannot do this. Or, uh, you know what I mean? And I, that might be a little drastic, but they got to pay for it. And if it happens to one, maybe the other ones will be not so engaged of going, 
oh, I'm going to go do it too. That dude barely got in trouble. It looks fun. looks exciting. In the case of graffiti, they need the work camp mentality, right? You get caught doing graffiti for the next two years, you clean graffiti every day for for the city of yeah, whatever, city something. of X. Because, the you know, they find those people. They don't have the money to pay for it. Here, I'll, I'll make you even more mad. When I ran the transportation company here, someone would tag your building. The city of Reno, you know, say the fence, they tag the fence. The city of Reno is like mandated to come out and cover it. If they see it, they come out and paint it. Then they send you a bill for it. So the case in point, we had a green fence, right? And somebody tagged it. It didn't, it didn't get noticed, you know, whatever is big property. The city of Reno comes by, sprays it. They only have like three colors and green isn't one of them. They spray it with tan paint and then they send you a bill for like 250 bucks. So, now you've got this tan blotch over that you have to go and repaint. That you have to anyway. then go repaint, and and there's no they don't ask you they don't it's they do it and then they send you a bill for it, and nobody gets in trouble for it, and nobody gets in trouble <clears throat> for it, and that's a city employee. And even that if they we did pay, get caught, even if you had cameras and they caught, and you said he looks like this, he was doing this at two in the morning, they're not going to go look for him. No, they got more not. important fish to fry. It's it's but the, the point of your comment, Alex, was that you can't just see that and be like, hey, right. I'm going to light you up. You know, you can't do that when you have a CCW and a gun. You have to be responsible. And that's that mentality of just because I can doesn't mean I'm going to. I'm going to be responsible. You don't want people to know that you have it, waving it out there and using it when it's not needed, right? But that's one of the things they teach you in your CCW classes is when do you recognize the the part that needs it to come out? When do you recognize that? If it's just a fist fight, you pull it out. If somebody's... You know, they say when somebody break, if you see him breaking into your car at night, are you under attack? Are you in stress? Are you able to say whether or not they were trying to physically harm you? So are you able to pull the gun out and tell them to get away from your car? Mm-hmm. Like there's all these questions like you should be able to like, look, I, this is my car. This is my safe spot here. This is my safe zone. Get away from it. But now if you get into your car and somebody's in the back seat waiting with some piano wire on your ass, then it's okay to swing around and defend yourself. Right. But why can't you stop them from going into the car if you get there in the in that time frame where you actually try to catch them sneaking into your car and Joe Pesci in your ass and taking you to a cornfield? So, <laughs> you know, what, what, that the, the mentality is, when do you pull it out? You know, the, your your life has to be in danger, and there really has to be no option to getting away from it. So like you said, if you're walking up and you see somebody breaking into your car, you have the option of turning around and and running 100 yards away and calling the cops and saying someone's breaking into my car. Yeah, that's what they want you to do. That's what they want you to do. But I just read this statistic. Funny enough, you want to talk about this stuff. The average response time for 13 minutes. 13 minutes. So a lot can happen in 13 minutes. A lot can happen in freaking one minute. One minute. Fight somebody for a minute. A real minute. Yeah. Because, you know, when the, the last time you got in a fist fight in a bar, it lasted 15 seconds, but it felt like it lasted three minutes. Yeah. Really fight somebody for a minute. If you're not accustomed to that, you're going to be whipped. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. If you're not in fight shape. Right. Which and so, I, Which I am. I mean. Right. All the time. <laughs> all but the time. But it, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird deal, man, because you, you, you touched on something, right? Like. Say you didn't know who Dan Henderson was and and whatever, you know, uh, 
that dude could kill you. It, but there's people that no one's ever heard of that are the same way, right? They, oh, yeah. They're just, they, they fight. They can fight. They hit hard. You get caught with the wrong punch and you're brain dead for the rest of your life. You fall back and hit your head. But yeah, you can't draw your gun out for that. So you got to have, you know, your life has to be in danger and, and you really have to have no option to, to. So if you're in a store and you're getting milk out of the refrigerated section and you hear somebody say, give me all your money, and you look up at the front counter and they got the, the clerk at gunpoint, they actually have a gun out telling this guy to empty the cash register. He's in harm's way or she, a clerk at a, at a, at a, you know, a convenience store. Is your life in jeopardy now? Somebody else's is. I guess I should clarify yours or somebody else. Are you else's. allowed to defend somebody yeah. else? Because they could kill, they could shoot yes. him and then turn on you for being an eyewitness. Right. So they can could, you they could turn? Yeah. So then what do you do? Do you pull your gun and pop him right there? Yeah. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah. Is that is that self defense? These are the things being in the the responsibility of a gun owner of where our justice system is and what they can and cannot prove is are you, if you shoot him from behind, because you always hear, like if they're running away and you shoot him, that's not self-defense. Can't do that, yeah. But if he's got the gun at somebody's head and you know that if if something goes off and he touches one off on that guy and you're an eyewitness, chances are they might try to get you too. So what do you do? What do you do in this instance? These are the things that I want to learn of, because my first initial thing is just to smoke him. Right. Like, I that, I want to be like, no, this isn't happening. You might have your daughter with you. You might be in there getting some, you know, whatever it is. But what do you do if you witness that? You you can. You could use your you could use your firearm at that point um, because you'd be defending somebody else. Like you said, if the robbery happens and the dude's running out the door, you can't shoot him in the back. But, you know, if, if say you're second in line at the grocery store and the dude pulls a gun out and says, you know, I'm going to kill you, give me all your money, and you pull yours out and shoot him, you'd be fine. There was a, you know, there was a bank robbery here in Reno that the very that very thing happened. Dude came in, pulled a gun out. The guy second in line was a... Did you see that video, that one from the other day or something, where yeah. the guy's standing on the right of him? And, and he that, turns and shoots a couple of them, right? Just one guy, but in the head, like smoking fall. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. And, and that's justified because like you said but does that guy get in trouble for going for the head no for doming him that the guy at the bank gets in could get in trouble because you're not technically allowed to carry in a bank same with even with the ccw yeah and same with um there was a guy in winnemucca you if you remember years and years ago was at the bar and a dude came in and actually started shooting and he turned around and shot him he was drinking at a bar with his ccw and his gun and you can't do that so i mean but if you're in a bank where bank robberies happen and you're a responsible gun owner what's the reasoning for not bringing a gun into the bank you can't bring them into banks or federal buildings uh or but government. what's the reasoning that's the law that i don't know because they don't want someone going in there and going crazy i guess i don't know the federal buildings i guess i get like they don't want you in court even if you have a ccw Banks, I guess, is just because they don't, just in case somebody sees it and makes a phone call or something. I don't know. What about if you're picking your kid up at school and you have a you have to go in and see the front office to get him out of class? Can you carry a weapon into a school? Well, any business or any entity can have a you know sign on the door that says you can't. And then by law, all they can do is ask you to leave. But... Uh, I don't I don't think schools fall... On, schools might fall under like the banks and... And buildings. Costco says no firearms inside the store. Most casinos say it. How, most do, how do they know you have one? They would never. It, they would have to see it sticking out of your shirt or something. And then and then all they can do is ask you to leave. Because 
by the Constitution, you can carry a firearm open, you know, if you don't have a CCW anywhere you want, at least in Nevada. By the Constitution, you know, you have the right to keep and bear arms, but most states have laws against concealed carry. You know, by the by the law of the Constitution, you can walk around with a gun on your, you know, on a sling out for everyone to see, which you see a lot of those Constitution, uh, they call them what, constitutionalists. They'll walk around, you know, outside in a park or on the street with a... Oh, you mean a Civil War reenactor? Yeah. I love reenactors. I, I love those Renaissance reenactors. The Gettysburg every, every year. But that's the other thing is, you know, I've had many conversations and we've had it on here is... Why do you want them to know you're carrying? I mean, that you're the target now, right? Yeah. If somebody's going to do something, they're going for you first. So, but back to back to the the mentality of a gun concealed, you know, CCW holder, a responsible gun owner. It's very easy, you know, to say, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to use my gun if that happens." But there, you you owe it to yourself and in, in society and our community and our country to understand what you can and cannot do when you brandish a weapon because. Like, if you have one in your truck and you get pulled over by a cop, you're supposed to tell that cop, hey, just so you know, I have guns here. There's guns here. You're supposed to let them know, right? They're not supposed to be surprised by anything. Right. Like, then, you know, like, because you're supposed, like, if you reach for your wallet and you don't tell them there's a gun and they see a gun sitting there, they're going to freaking throw down on you, right? Yep. So, like, you open your console and you say, hey, I just want you to know I have a firearm here. I got two shotguns in the back. Um, and you're very responsible for telling them that, right? You tell you let them know right away. They might say, Hey, put it out in the clear. They might put it up here so I can see it, whatever. But those are the things that you always are thinking about. But when you have is the lifestyle that we have, and we always have guns on us and we're always carrying guns and traveling with guns and pulling guns and trailers and having them in our trucks and in our consoles, it almost just becomes a way of life. So it's almost just like, Oh, well, I forgot to mention it, but yeah, of course I have guns everywhere. Right. So it's like you have to always be thinking as a, as a CCW permit holder. It's not just a, a, a license to just freak, you know, free and willing, pull your gun out whenever you want and not let people know that, you know, that you like, especially law enforcement, you have to let them know I'm carrying a weapon yep. when you get pulled over and things like that. So I guess just the whole mentality of, of a, a pistol on your side to protect yourself, I'm pretty sure that you should. You should do it. You oh, should yeah. have that ability to protect yourself and others if they come into harm's way. But I'll end it by saying this is you have to learn how to do it. You can't just, and with the influx in gun sales and the influx in CCW carriers, the influx in hunters, the influx in all of these people that are brandishing weapons now, carrying weapons and brandishing them sometimes, whatever, it's not something that comes overnight. You got to practice with these, even loading them. Yeah. responsibility of having a loaded weapon with one in the chamber ready to go. You got to know that gun inside and out of what happens when that trigger, you know, of, of how, how it fires and the, the firing pin and everything. But I, everybody owes it to themselves to get educated and qualified by taking these classes and then going and practicing and practicing and maintaining your ability to, to use that weapon the way it was meant to be used. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And you, you know, you can never practice enough. I mean, I, I think you, you, it's all muscle memory. You know what I mean? That Because at the point that you've determined that you're going to use a firearm on someone, I, I, I got to think all that training goes out the window, right? You're, you're about to take a human life to either save your own or somebody else's. Like, 
you're not going to be running through drills and you're you're going to you're going to be reacting. You and you see it with cops all the time that are well trained. You know, they'll 70 shots fired at one guy, you know, hit him three times, you know. You got to think about the scenario you talked about in a grocery store. What's behind the person that you're about to shoot at? You know, because if there's 10 people standing behind him and you're about to take a 10-yard shot or something like that and you miss and hit now you've hit somebody that, you know, is an innocent bystander. You know, there's there's a whole slew of things that I mean, like you said, you got to practice, practice, practice has to become muscle memory. And the one thing that, you know, and my dad taught me this, you got to be willing, you have to, in your mind, be willing to take another human life before you should ever go get a CCW. My dad would, you know, talk to people that would want a CCW and he'd say, so you're willing to, you know, kill another human being? And they'd go, no. Well, you don't need a CCW then. There's no reason for you to carry a gun. If you if you already know that you could never take a human life. Take a life or shoot to wound and get away. Yeah. If you can't do that, there's no reason to have a CCW. Because you're going to pull your firearm out and you're not going to be committed to using it. They're going to take it from you and use it on you. You're, you're, in a, you're in a big battle now. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's the whole idea behind, you know, falsely brandishing a weapon is that now you've introduced a, a weapon that maybe there wasn't one in the first place, right? Like you said, you come up on a guy that's graffitiing your your building and you pull your gun out and go, hey, and then he turns around and he's not afraid of you and your gun. And now you're in a scenario where legally I can't shoot this person. Why? If he's on your property, he's trespassing. He's in your, in, he's in your domain. I not, if he's not inside your... And I don't, and I think commercially, I don't think that counts anyway. Really? Yeah. See, these are laws that like you think you would know. Yeah. But do we really? No. Literally, you know, like commercially I'm talking about, I mean, I know you couldn't open your front door and shoot somebody on your front lawn. lawn. I know you can't do that. What if he's on your porch? In your house. No. What? They got to be inside. If you go out and somebody's banging on your door and you look out and they're trying to bang your door down, you can't shoot them through the door? Nope. Really? They have to be in your home. In your home. In in your home. So that's what I mean is that... What if they come into your home and they knock you down, take something, then they're running and they're two steps on the porch running away from you, still can't smoke them? Nope. Even though they put your life in harm's way? Especially if they're running away. Now, if they were still in your house or if they were if they grabbed your kid or something, you know, that might be a different story. But yeah, if, they, if, if somebody pushed you down and grabbed your TV off the wall and was running out the front door and you shot him in the back out in your front yard, porch, whatever, I think you'd be in trouble. But going back to what I'm saying is now, you know, you, you introduce this weapon and a guy's coming towards you and now you're going to shoot an unarmed guy that was spray painting your wall. You're going to prison. You, you, if you stood in court and someone said, what happened? Guy was spray painting my wall. Then I pulled my gun out and he came towards me. So I shot him. They'd go, did he have a gun? Nope. Did he have a knife? Nope. You're going to prison. And that's what happened. I mean, I don't know. think it happens. So what do you do then? You don't pull your gun and you just try to get him out of there that way and then see if he gets aggressive with you. And I guess then you, you pull your gun, giving him a chance to get with you, get, yeah. get on you quicker. I guess the, the, what they would tell you is that you would call the cops, you know, and, Hope they got there fast enough to catch him if they ever came at all. But yeah, if you confronted him, I mean, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be doing it with your handgun unless he pulled out something. You know, it is. It, there's a whole bunch that you have to really consider. It's a big responsibility to to 
concealed carry or, or open carry, you know, whatever. It's a because there's a lot to it, and and you can get yourself in trouble. I mean, we just saw it with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. He he was deemed self defense, but a lot of people would argue, you know, why why is he even down there with an AR-15? A, a lot of people would argue that the world was fed up with people burning businesses, and you know, he ultimately his life was in danger, and he did try to flee. And you know, obviously in the court of law, he was found it was a justifiable shooting, but he went through a lot of turmoil over it. Still is, still is. Will for the rest of his life probably. Once he gets that two hundred and fifty million from CNN, he'll probably be all right. Though. Is that what he sued him for? I don't know. That's what the Sandman got. He'll get that type of thing too, I believe. And he gets to sue the president for saying defa- defaming his name too. Yeah, that's crazy. Let me ask you this question about guns. People are so high on this Yellowstone show. Never watched one episode. <laughs> I haven't. Do you? I I watched. I haven't watched any of the new ones. Okay, well, let's take Liam Neeson. Taken, the movie series. Yeah, yeah. Daughter gets kidnapped like every every other week. Yeah. And then he's got to go find the kidnapper. He's got yeah. a gun. Sean Penn made a movie, I believe, called The Gunman. Have you ever heard of that? No. Can you fact check me on that real I quick? Can't. The Gunman. Sean Penn? Yeah, Gunman. The gunman. These actors speak out on gun rights. Yeah, the gunman, nineteen or uh, two thousand fifteen. Okay, Sean Penn. Yeah. Okay, the Sean Penn, Liam Neeson are active in saying that there needs to be total gun control in America. Liam Neeson's not even from America, <laughs> but these guys like Kevin Costner. Sam Elliott's in the new spinoff. And what he's, about Alec Baldwin? Just Alec shot Baldwin. that guy in the face. But these guys are against guns. But they'll be protected by armed guards. They'll be protected by Secret Service with guns. They'll go make a living shooting people on a Hollywood set and then telling us that we can't use a gun to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's nuts to me. The whole, like, there's got to be a reasoning. There has to be a reason in that mindset or that ideology of why that's okay for them to think that way. I know that everybody has the uh, the right to believe in what they want to believe in. I get that. But what in the freaking, are you kidding me? Like, how can you sit there and say that when you'll go on TV? Because it's fake on TV? Like, what what is, the, what is the mindset that you have to have to not allow us, or don't think that we should be allowed to defend ourselves by a CCW or a, a legal gun? being a legal gun owner, but you're allowed to do what you're doing, making millions in the box office with guns. And you're allowed to be, have armed guards and security around you at all times. What gives? It's crazy. And, and, but what gives like Ted Nugent says, it's just because of they're just high, but there's gotta be some kind of like weirdness that you got to like wake up in the morning to even fathom that most. And, we are speaking of the liberal agenda. Most of that stuff, normal people can't understand. But their their logic is they truly believe, and I don't know how they can continue to believe it. They think that if you were tomorrow to say all guns are illegal, that no, there would, never, would there would never be a school shooting again. There would never be a gang fight with guns again. There would never be another drive. It would all just stop. They, they believe that in their mind. But they're also the same people that, you know, we've had a war on drugs for 50, 60, 70 years. 
and yet there's still as many or more drugs and new drugs hitting the street every single day. Every because day. people that don't obey the law don't obey the law, period. And, it, and it's not like there's some magic button that makes all the guns go away. You know, and so, but that's their mentality is nobody should have a gun, right? Every, you shouldn't hunt. You shouldn't sporting clay shoot. You shouldn't target shoot. You, you go buy your stuff from the store. You call the cops when you need protection. And there's a million other hobbies you can have besides shooting. So all guns go in a grinder. They're all gone. And now the world's the safest place. It's, it's not a reality, but that's what they believe. It's the same ideology that, they tell us that we need to have an electric car, yet they all fly in private planes all over the place all the time. With fuel going all over the place and freaking small with all the every single bit of the residual that comes out of a jet fuel system is going into the atmosphere. Right. But they want us to not drive regular cars. Right. It's like the, the it's the same thing with all the way down to you wear a mask, but I don't have to. Right. And but the gun part of it blows my mind that they can be protected by them. The, the, for some reason. You know, the guy that they hire for their security detail that carries a gun, he knows more than you or I about guns, so he can have one. No, he doesn't. Exactly. No, he doesn't. He, th there's there's lots of cops that I know more than I know about guns than they know about Guaranteed. guns. And, you know, you see it. Australia tried it. Look where they're at right now. I mean, an unarmed society is, it's insane. The, the, the number two and three, you know, reasons for or homicide have nothing to do with firearms. They're, you know, they're, they're people getting beat to death and, you know, people getting stabbed and because guns, not everybody knows, you know, we take for granted what we know about guns, but we grew up with guns. A kid that's grown up in San Francisco, California, his whole life. And his parents are, they've never touched a gun. Nope. There, there's people that, you know, they 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 don't even understand how you can grab a gun and it doesn't just start shooting everyone. Yeah. You know, very uneducated people out in the world to guns. You know what I mean? Like, and those people, it's just crazy to me to think. Like I said, that but that liberal ideology, most of their thoughts are crazy. It, it they just are not common sense. They don't make sense to a normal person. It's a pie in the sky. You know. The government's going to be fully electric cars by by 2050. The, I guarantee you the president of the United States is not going to travel in an electric car. And I guarantee you the mail carriers aren't going to be in electric cars. They, they can't. They, a two-hour, three-hour battery, you're not going to, you know, for an eight-hour workday ain't going to work. Cops aren't going to be in electric cars. I mean, they're, they're, they're like solar panels, right? They make you feel good that you're using less energy out in the world, but they're not. You can't run your day-to-day -day life on solar panels. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. 100%. Same with an electric vehicle. They just they say these things to make people feel better, and then Jeff Bezos shoots a rocket into the air, burning thousands of gallons of jet fuel so Michael Strahan can feel weightless for two or three seconds, and it comes back down. We <laughs> smile at that, but then they tell you you're not going to be able to have a gas-powered car in California. You see the boat... The offshore fishermen in California are about to all lose their jobs. Yeah. Because they're about to say that those boats all have to be retrofitted like the 18-wheelers did. Those dudes can't afford to do that stuff. No. It's, it's, it's asinine. They, and they have the same ideology for guns. It's stupid. Why, I thought we were – why are we talking politics now? Well, we're not. I'm talking the fact about – I know. Just the mentality behind – fires me up, though. I got caught mouth already. I get so pissed. Well, it's because you don't drink beer anymore. 
Not any, just in December on the weekdays. Really? Yeah. Trying to get myself a little bit of a break. Right about now, though, Thursday hits and the, the engine's starting to prime up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you want to crack into one of those Jack 10s? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I think the responsibility is huge. That's they're just not responsible. They're just not responsible that they they can think like that. That it's okay for them to showcase them, make millions off of them, have protection with them with your armed guards and your security, and then tell a civilized American, no, you should not be able to have a gun. Um, it's just a it's it's a crazy thought, and it just goes back to the whole foundation of what is in our constitution, what are our rights, and why are they not being defended right now by the leadership and 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 looked at upon the way that they were written and intended to be fought for. It's it's nuts to me what's going on. We don't need to get on a politic rabbit hole, but I, I just I, I wanted to sit down with you just for a couple minutes about guns and the responsibility that goes into them because everywhere we go we have them on us. And it's I've been thinking a lot of what if that did happen? What if that was me? How would I react? Are you going to be ready for it? It's supposed to become second nature. You know, you're supposed to have muscle memory. Boom, boom, boom. But there's still going to be fear. There's still going to be nervosa. There's still going to be apprehension. There's still going to be anxiety. There's still going to be all of the stuff that goes into that, you know, and you got to, you have to train for that. You have to really yeah. do yourself a favor and go take some high-end courses with law enforcement or ex-military, some strong, strong courses that teach us like our good friend, John Shaw and Houston Shaw up at Shaw shooting. We've trained with them. I'm going back up there in a couple of months and I'm going to train like crazy because I want to be the best. If it ever needed to happen, if I ever needed to use it, I want to be prepared. Yeah, I want to have a clear mind to it, but know that I'm doing it for the right reason and that I'm that I'm doing it legally. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to get in trouble for defending myself just because I was hot headed and I knew I had a gun on me. That's not right. So back to the very beginning of this conversation, if you go to a bar and you are in a bar fight and you think that it's okay just to pull out a gun because you know, that's not, that's not what the CCW concealed weapons permit is for. It was never intended for that. So you, there's a, take a course and study it and take the course again, take a course with two different instructors. Don't think that you just learn everything going through a two-day course or a one-day course or however long your course is. Take it a couple times. Even if you get your permit, go back and do it again. Same with hunter safety. Yep. There's nothing wrong with going back and learning the ins and outs of hunting. Dude, there's, I think they say like 95% of hunters break the law when they go into the field every day. One way or the uh, one way or another. 100%. So it's 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 all about education and maintenance and staying on top of it and and having that responsibility and accountability to to be able to go into public carrying a gun on your side knowing that it's safe on you you're not going to injure yourself throughout the day knowing the ins and outs of that gun where you're carrying it if you're if you're doing a pelvic carry or a side carry or a chest holster whatever your means are you have to be proficient with that and there's ways to do it. We're lucky we have a guy like Jared Woodward to help us, man. The dude knows guns inside and out, and he mm -hmm. helps us with all different types of scenarios. So I, I, what I would say to end this is do yourself a favor and go take some high-end courses. Don't take it for granted that you're just going to be able to perform because you went out and hit a target at 15 feet or 15 yards. Yeah. Go get in some high-end courses and figure out your heart rate, your breathing, get all worked up and try to aim when you're freaking scared or you're panting because you got chased. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Once that hits, it's a lot different than just sitting at a desk and then go getting up and shooting at a short distance to get your permit. Yeah.
I agree. You 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 touched on something real important, and that's the like you said, your heart rate, your nerves, your anxiety, all that stuff. And I think what they do, you know, they have you run, right? Go do a hundred yard sprint, turn around, and or you know, run to the table, and then start shooting. Same with you know, hunting big game or something like that. You know, if if you're gonna scale a mountain, then you got to lay down and make a shot when your heart's pounding and you're panting and breathing hard and you know it's different and you got to practice for that you got to train for that and the only way to do it is train 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 and like you said enroll in some of those dude if if anybody ever could get you into john shaw's place or if you ever you never, you've never it, seen anything like it oh it's insane you've never he, seen he it. would uh, his weekend course you would probably be 10 years ahead of most law enforcement people. And I don't say that as a dig at them. He's just, I never seen anything like that. Yeah, the top law enforcement study under him. Yeah, the FBI and those types of guys, you know, the CIA, CIA, military, SEALs. All of them. All of them. What was it? It was the Air Force, uh, Airborne Rangers or something when we were last time there? I forget. It was something like that. Was it Rangers? Yeah, it was Rangers. It was. Or, maybe, or Air Force. God, they were awesome. Dude, I, it, th- that's the best of the best that we got to offer, Train. I told. I don't know if I told you. I told Clay. I was looking at a, uh, something the other day, and it was one of the best, like, three-gun shooters. And he, uh, they interviewed him, and he, he said he studied. He said, when I got into three-gun, I studied the top five shooters of all time to, to learn my style and and John was one of them as far as a pistol. He's like, he's like the best pistol guy Dude, ever. See, he, and, and his son, Houston is unreal. And John runs him. Yeah. I mean, Dude, but John with a shotgun, you've never seen anything like a guy, this guy shoots shotgun. I bet he's all, all guns. He's probably just, insane. Oh yeah. You put him down on a long distance rifle, thousand yards. Yeah. No problem. Mile. No problem. I mean, the dude is like, a. I think John's 65, 66. I talked to him yesterday on the phone for about 20 minutes. Just talking to him, you just hear it in his voice of how good he is at yeah. this stuff. Like you just want to be by him and learn from him on 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 how to hold a gun, how to dude just go take his course. Go to shawshooting.com and sign up and take a course with Houston and John Shaw up in high Idaho. And he also owns Mid South in Memphis, you know, on the Mississippi, Tennessee border. And that's where a lot of the military train mid south was his original place but there's a lot of high-end courses out there offered all over the country get to know your instructor pick their brains do an audit on them you really vet vet them out and freaking figure out are they the one that you want to be learning from get testimonials from people get references and go get better with your gun and i'm going to end it by saying this i've been watching a lot of people the way they handle their shotguns this season. I've been hunting with a lot of people that I don't, I'm not used to hunting with. It's just the way this game works. Sometimes you get involved in it. Not that my way is the right way, but I, I'm not afraid to stop a hunt and mm-hmm. say, this is not going to work. If this keep continues, you owe it to the people that you're around to be the best and the most proficient shotgunner, pistol shooter, muzzle loader shooter, rifle shooter, scoped iron sights. I don't care what it is. You owe it to the people you're hunting with, the people that you're living with, the people that you're associating with to be the best there is with it. Because I watch people and I'm like, dude, I'll never hunt with this person again. Never again. I hear that safety click off one more time when I'm calling. It ain't going to be good. I'm going to call the hunt right now. But I tell them that because I'm not going to die over a duck. Yeah. And it's the same thing with handguns. 
Get responsible, get trained, and and figure out your mentality and your approach and have a vision of if this happens, use the visualization process. Be ready for that opportunity. Not opportunity, that's the wrong word. Be ready for that incident if it happens to come up in your life. And it may never, but at least you will be prepared if it does. That's Sig Sauer, Peace of Mind Podcast, The Foul Life. Thank you all so much for joining myself and Alex Crosby. We'll be back at you with another episode of Peace of Mind by our good friends and family at Sig Sauer. Check out all their products. They have so, so many good handguns and other products. Look at their website. Check them out at the SHOT Show if you're going to be in Vegas in January 2022. But have a peace of mind knowing that you can use that gun to the best of your ability and have the responsibility and accountability with it. That's exactly what Sig Sauer stands for. Chad Belding, Alex Crosby, thank you all so much. Tom Jake, hit that button. This is 2AM Logic. The song is called My Foul Life.